Hello and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we always take a deep breath before discussing the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. You always did look pretty when you held your breath. <laughs> um, and <laughs> today we're tackling the 110th episode of the series, That Old Feeling. <laughs> I think the, um, the title <laughs> cracks me up because it's definitely one of those that's generic enough that if you like properly quizzed me before I rewatched this episode, I've been like, wait, what is that one? Like, I'm <laughs> me too. I didn't know it either. It's kind of funny, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, that also, I think in my mind, um, I remember a couple episodes back, we were talking about like when Miles shows up for the first time and then like the timelines are always off when you watch things in syndication out of order. But, um, I guess I always thought that the Jamie episode came after we saw George officially in the dream sequence episode, but it's not the case. We see Jamie first, which blows my mind. Yeah, well, it's a very bold move of the producers to cast, um, his name is George Grizzard, Grizzard, not sure how to pronounce the last name, but he, like, to cast him as both Devereaux brothers um, relatively close together is a pretty, uh, is a pretty bold move, but I guess, like, he really uh, looks and sounds like him. So (laughs) they were building on that. Right. I wonder if like they sort of had that in mind, right? I, maybe that line when she's so stunned with how much Jamie looks like George, maybe that is why in my head, I feel like we've seen George already, but we haven't, you know? I also think um, they're at the same restaurant. So that might also play yeah. to it. Like- <laughs> yeah. in, in George Grizzard's contract, it only said he could go to that restaurant. That was it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you have to you have to grow a mustache. I think I think he actually I think the actor does a great job when we do eventually see George um besides the mustache differentiating between their personalities. Um and I do like the way that Jamie's played here. Like it is it is like he he's visiting his sister-in-law and he's like whoa girl. <laughs> I'm just visiting you as my sister-in-law, <laughs> you know, like he but like not in an insulting way, just understands like how much she misses George. And it, you know, it ends, it ends up sweet, even though we, we get on this, like, you know, yet again, it's like, it feels like the first season again, we're like, we're getting married, you know, <laughs> like, okay, calm down. <laughs> Mrs. Blanche Devereaux. Mrs. Blanche Devereaux. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, like, I think he plays a good younger brother too. Like I, it's yeah. a very subtle thing, but like the differentiation in his performance as Jamie to George, as you're saying, is like, I think that sort of makes sense. And and also like, yeah, yeah they have such good chemistry, but it doesn't seem, which also to his, uh, you know, both to him and Rue McClanahan's credit, like it doesn't seem romantic, but there's definitely a bond. There's definitely a chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about, but like, I love all the jokes about Mama Devereaux and like, I want her <laughs> yeah. to have it. I want I her to have it. <laughs> she was talking about her disease. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> no, but that, yeah, that chemistry is lovely. And it is, you know, again, he's visiting a sister. It's like, there, there is like these, these people that you do spend time peripherally with, you know, your whole life. And you you have all of these the shared jokes and the common ground and even if the jokes are about how much like his mother hated you like you know it's really it's um it's sweet it's very you know it's very touching um but yeah I just I I love that we also we start off uh with four place settings at the table which is like woo you know like it's showing that we have like company coming as opposed to like Sophia on the stool (laughs) 
you know, yeah. off at the kitchen island kind of thing. And when she's <laughs> eating an interesting out of the pot, set detail. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my god. But I um, do love um Blanche's whole speech about like what men used to do and, and stuff. And Darcy just exasperated. <laughs> it's so savage. <laughs> How far back do you want to go, Blanche? I mean, do you still want to be able to vote? <laughs> it's like so incredible. Yeah, it's a real um, it's a real like gun on the mantle opening because Blanche runs out of gas. And like, you know, you you don't have any idea of like why or how, and then eventually, yeah. you know, it, it comes. But it's a really um it's a it's sort of a different tactic that I feel like they usually open with. Like they don't usually open with like uh the lead the into the B story. Yeah, the mystery yeah. of it. Um, but right, I love it. Right. Anytime Sophia is driving is a good B story, which I, I think they use quite a bit, actually. <laughs> the it's, only sites we're seeing is yeah. the empty parking lot behind the mall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Showed him that. Oh my God. It's funny because I like I one of my like hot button issues is is the the absolute unsafety of driving for anyone in in the world and particularly in the united states and like how we don't test people often enough how we don't penalize people often enough for killing people yeah, one and all time sorts of other things so this is <laughs> literally yeah and then just like you're renewed um this is truly like in in my actual life like you know i've had friends killed by motor vehicles and all of this and it's like it's it's a real issue for me with like older people driving it fucking terrifies me particularly if they can't sit on the chair and see over the fucking steering wheel so it's you know me exactly (laughs) it's kind of amazing that i can actually like laugh so hard at this episode and again it's part of the magic of the show of like this is like something that i think I'm, I'm like take very seriously and yet I still find it humorous like I I die of like where <laughs> she goes why, she, why are you carrying the phone book it's like I can carry a book it's a free country even the Statue of Liberty carries a book <laughs> like really everything that Sophia delivers like you want to help me get rid of the Bobby Vinton tapes I have enough trouble staying awake at the wheel I mean like again the premise that these jokes are based on is horrifying but like absolutely slays me every time I see Sophia deliver it. It's just, it's just the magic. It's the magic of the golden girls. It, yeah, I, I agree. Obviously, like I, I really don't like cars <laughs> um, and I really don't like driving, but um, I, no, no offense to anybody who's, please, <laughs> once again, don't at me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but I mean, I, it's, there's necessary evils here, but I think we don't speak yeah, about obviously. it enough as a country because it's such a given. And people think of it as a as a, a, a right and not a privilege. But anyway, yes. Yeah, Richard Nixon's big thing. Um, anyway, uh, I think anytime Sophia wants to drive is funny. And like, I agree, like in both her delivery and also B. Arthur's, the Sheila Patterson's daughter is one of, I would say oh, yeah. my top five favorite ex- like lines. It's so, <laughs> so funny because what's a Sheila Patterson started let's her drive <laughs> like Dorothy's retort is so funny and like with the phone book when she's like this was warm you're still you're sitting on it like it's I know. so it's just yeah like, like detective work right <laughs> yeah yeah and like when she's talking about Blanche's um bumper sticker so many men so little time like you know every single thing about the story is funny and like even though Sophia drives like Mr. Magoo <laughs> It really works for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like again, it's just, oh god, I, I, and like the fact that they play off of, um, Rose like being an idiot, like where Dorothy's like, your car's right there. She's like, it was not. What the fuck? 
she's don't call the police (laughs) oh my god it's amazing i will say for that scene what i don't really like is um because I just don't think it fits perfectly with the characters. I don't like Dorothy's like catch me on a day when the story's about me line. Um, it's kind of a funny line, but like, I, I don't know. It, for me, it doesn't work a hundred percent for, for B Arthur, for, for the Dorothy character. Like it she definitely of- can be indifferent. And especially if Rose is like freaking out and she doesn't believe that it's warranted, but I don't know. It just hits me oddly. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I was like, is that them sort of like flirting with like, like a fourth wall, you know, um, joke. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I agree. It doesn't really make any sense. Also, like, Dorothy would respond if Rose's car was missing. You know, like, it, yeah, it, I agree. It's kind of like, it's a weird way to, to use her. And I actually, like, yeah. I'll observe, I'll, I'll try to keep an eye out for it. But I, I can't really recall a time before this where they use that kind of tactic with her um Mm -hmm. and i i'm curious to see if they do it again well it's like it's like so blatantly selfish but without a reason right it feels way more of a blanche or a sophia line than a dorothy line um because again dorothy can be indifferent and she can think rose is an idiot and she could be like i really don't want to deal with this but that's not typically the way she sort of delivers (laughs) the news i guess yeah exactly And like such a baldly, like, I don't give a fuck because it's not about me. <laughs> right. Speaking of that, I love so much from Blanche. Um, Dorothy's like, uh, you know, he might not see this as a happy reunion. He's just lost his mother. And Blanche is like, yeah. I just ran out of gas, but life goes on. Life goes that's on. Blanche. Like, that's so Blanche. Exactly. Point, it's exactly. not very Dorothy. <laughs> it's so interesting. So interesting. Um, <laughs> I uh I do love the uh express line detective uh <laughs> bit <laughs> which is funny because it like it reminds me it you know it's kind of like oh I wish we actually could see that play out in the supermarket because we do have so many supermarket scenes in this um in this show but uh just it, it's like such it's like pitted against like Rose like eating you know uh one is testing 14 is brunch you know like picking the grapes and she's like, good lord i'm a criminal <laughs> you know just like she would be the person to absolutely be like like just hounding people about the express line <laughs> and i just also love how rose stands up for herself she's like no damn it that's the rule <laughs> yeah like you know when they go to the grocery store and she like corrects the um she's like oh you made a mistake those aren't on sale correct yeah <laughs> exactly exactly it's so perfect like and it totally lines up with you know american dream rose from kate brown's book and like it's um it just per- it fits really well it's like it's just such a small little gag uh in the middle of all the other action but it's really funny see y'all <laughs> yeah, see y'all Every time a man speaks Southern at her, she goes all stupid. <laughs> I think you can, sir. She's so, oh my God. Like this episode I feel is, is like, even though there's like kind of a weird heaviness with Jamie and Blanche, like not, not really. I think this is just funny for the most part. Yeah. Um, it's, it's in her head. I mean, you know, it's just all. In yeah. Um, but, but Rose, like. Betty White really, I feel like uh, so many of my notes are like the things that she, like when she pops in, it's it, it just gold. Like I, you know, like the see y'all thing is so funny because she's <laughs> it's so, really like funny. the smile, you know, it's like the the facial expressions that she delivers when she's saying these lines is just so sweet and like naive. And uh, it, it really is, it's 
so good i know she's great oh my god but yeah it's another example of like nothing centers around her in this episode right right nor dorothy i mean well Dar- you know, i guess i guess dorothy because she's admonishing sophia that's basically it um but it really yeah rose is like the definitely the outlier in terms of plot here um but again used so well as sophia typically is used right when the when the plots are circular circling around the other three um but yeah <laughs> but what so <laughs> i want to talk about the actual like the driving b story because it doesn't really there's no sitcom-y heartfelt speech or any like resolution in terms of being talked about with Dorothy and Sophia it just sort of like drops like that's it and it it kind of confuses me actually it's like they just sort of were like yeah good enough yeah she got in an accident (laughs) so they're like you know that's it right and then like that's like she has they don't talk about it no they don't talk about anything and like her date is legally blind, so maybe you guys should go somewhere you can walk. Um, but yeah, they don't, it's not resolved, which is interesting because I feel like every other time the license thing comes up, it, it comes to a resolution. Like I, when she gets it yeah. and she like, needs, you know, like has to prove she's a natural well, redhead or like. Yeah, exactly. The license thing or any like storyline about aging or like to your point about Sheila Patterson's daughter, any of the like flip of like roles between Dorothy and Sophia. I feel like we always get some sort of like, and here's the summary. (laughs) It just just cracks me up. They're like, oh shit, we ran out of time. Okay, see you later. (laughs) Yeah, well, we don't don't know what's going on. We have to, um, yeah, I don't know what she's doing. She's still driving or not. (laughs) It's really, yeah, exactly. Is she still out there? Who knows? How did the date go? Um, Anyway. So I, it's funny because I, I think in the past couple episodes, I've been talking about how tight the writing is. And it actually really just struck me that like, that for me, at least it doesn't pull together quite in the way that I expect. Um, but you know, we, yeah. we pull together the A story. So we do, something. we do. And I will actually say to that point though, about it not being as like tight as you as you were saying um, about the previous episodes, when Blanche is kind of like fumbling with like the George Shamey thing when they're at the dinner. Yeah. First of all, like the whole time, it should be very she obvious. Does it like three times? Like, <laughs> she does it three times. It's like a little too on the nose. <laughs> yeah, right. Like she's confusing George and Jamie. Um, and it is a little, um, I feel like it's a slightly out of character for Blanche not to be like, oh, Jamie's reminding me so much of George. She's not even have the inkling of like, maybe this is crossing over yeah 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 because it's like it's so she's just like so blinded by it um and again like it's obviously like he's only here for like the weekend um so very quickly and like also she hasn't seen him since George died which I I thought was interesting if they were like close friends um but I I generally like I I really (laughs) it's so funny I'll alert the mailman Oh and Blanche is just like so unbothered right she's so like on cloud nine which is like lends itself to the plot of her kind of getting lost in herself and thinking she's in love with him but yeah, um yeah. you're not girl <laughs> it's interesting like yeah I think I guess what they're trying to do is I, I think for me what what this whole like this is not typical Blanche where she doesn't know her feelings well enough to actually make that discernment um 
I think what they're really trying to say is like how powerful her feelings were for George, because like, you know, they, they really hammer it home here of like, you were never tempted. Never. <laughs> and then Sophia wakes up and goes, didn't you have your milk delivered? Um, and then <laughs> goes, goes right back, back to sleep. sleep. Oh, my, oh God. my God. It's so great. <laughs> but cut. I think that that is, you know, she's trying to, they are trying to really show how powerful her relationship with George was that it would fuck her up that like, you know, again, all of those familiar feelings as Dorothy talks about, like they have history and um, the looks and all of that kind of stuff just like makes things flood back. And I, so I, I give her a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt than in other past moments with other dudes that, that it could be difficult. But to your point, it's like the, the, the dialogue of like screwing up the names is a little much. And I, I think like, I think it's funny because I'm like, damn, Jamie is being very kind here. <laughs> like, it's like, he really, really his mother like, just died and they're talking his about his mother just died. Just died. And I mean, seriously. And he's like, my name is Jamie. And she's like, it doesn't matter. And he's like, yes. It does. No, <laughs> I'm not. My yeah, part. It, it totally does. And he does. I agree. He like, does such a good job a with human. like <laughs> being firm and being like, I'm not him. I think this is a little misdirected. Um, but yeah, actually, I do have in my notes that like Blanche is actually so, which like, of course she is so messed up from George's death. And like, so I think just like part of why she, which I think comes up a lot is like part of why she goes out with many, many men is because like, she doesn't want to feel that way again that she felt about George and she doesn't want to risk right. the um, the loss. And, you know, it's like a whole vulnerability thing. The shallow um, guys that I go out with. <laughs> exactly. But like, she really did have something with George. And I, I think you're totally right. I think this really shines a light on it. And I feel like maybe um, this kind of was like, oh, we can jump more into this. Uh, let's use the same guy as George and let's get, uh, I don't know, Sonny Bono and Lyle Wagoner. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't like know. Who's major... around? Who's available? <laughs> yeah. He's a major television star. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait for that one. Well, you have been gone a long time. <laughs> um, actually, it's funny you brought up the many, many men because that to me echoes the exact same speech she gives to George in that episode, in that future episode where she's like, you know, where he's like, how many men? <laughs> um, and it's, it's really, yeah. <laughs> really fascinating because i think you're right I'm like this you know there's 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 uh buds of that idea right of like playing out like how the george relationship really was in this episode so um yeah <laughs> it's it's good it's good and it's like speaking of the shallow blanche returning right like you're gonna get street harassed that's gonna make you feel like a lady again <laughs> like jesus God, christ I and, like know. it gets a laugh but it's like but it, but it, you you do see how fucked up this is right <laughs> okay just check yeah i mean blanche is always blanche too and she's like talking about how um which again rose panics when there's the possibility that they'll they'll have to move out of that house and Blanche is like, it's an old Southern tradition to take in her pathetic spins to sisters. Like, she can't not be herself. Like, she's always Blanche. <laughs> um, also, the arm and the leg dismemberment trial. Come on. That's good. Oh, my that's God. That's good, St. Olaf writing. so great. Um, also, like, the classic line of pizza, damn it, get pizza. Like, that. that is just, uh, uh. I love that it's from this this episode of just like the interaction of like should we go healthy and you're just like fuck you <laughs> get yeah. the real stuff <laughs> maybe I'm getting pizza tonight I'm inspired 
Yeah, see, exactly. Um, or you can get chicken, smell your fingers all day. Oh, God, so gross. Dude, oh, the rose God. reaction face to that is <laughs> epic. It's so good. <laughs> the reactions in general around the kitchen table in this one are so good because when oh, Rose is telling the story of um of Inga and the dismemberment, like Sophia and Dorothy are both so mad like they're so yes. angry that they have to Exhausted. be listening to this like in their faces yeah. um and yeah like it, it and like when yeah the smell of your fingers oh god it's so and also like <laughs> once we know Stan's like we've seen Stan's mother too so like yes you, I know it kind of plays into that like it works it folds into that <laughs> biography <Absolutely>. very well absolutely <laughs> oh my god I know I like yeah I can picture her and him oh my god it's a pretty gross image <laughs> it's really nasty um the only other line that we haven't talked about is just the when sophia's like if i had asked would you have said no yes no there you go (laughs) so so matter of fact but yet another like you know table uh the written on the page is one thing but like the table read delivery is another right it's just like really good there you go (laughs) don't ask me to promise oh my god jesus i i like really it's such a testament that they make me laugh so hard with a horrifying old people driving poorly storyline so (laughs) kudos writers kudos (laughs) oh man well that's all that, that those are all my old feelings that i have about this episode what about you yeah that's all i got all right sounds good well join us next time where we're going to discuss whose twilight years we're really in getting nosebleeds and a totally hairless cat named cincinnati jake (laughs) (laughs) take care everybody